0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So let's talk real incitement. And I come to you saying that having this conversation might very well get me in trouble with my stations. But I'm, my job, amongst other things, right, be entertaining, be enjoyable. Try and get people to come back and listen again tomorrow. I I observe. It's kind of the gig and see the thing that maybe somebody else hasn't seen. It's not that I'm smarter than anybody else. Maybe sometimes I can see around the corner a little bit better because this is what I focus on. Other people, they focus on their work. They're not focused on this. And so part of my job, part of my job, is uh, to be thinking about the thing uh, that other people aren't thinking about. Right? I, 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 I kind of dig that gig. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything going on at Um, I wanted to share with you a couple of things that have been happening in in cable news and really get an understanding for how vicious MSNBC specifically and CNN uh, included have become. If you want to keep arguing that Fox News is the problem, I'm not going to tell you Fox News handled everything regarding Dominion voting systems perfectly. That is, that is not what I'm going to say. But how dare these networks claim a level of decency when they are the ones very clearly trying to engage a bit of inception and look for an action. Now there's the standard stuff, which is the bigotry of Joy Reid, who is a bigot, and this regarding immigration. And and very quickly, this massive resistance, it sounds like the old Southerners who said that we will resist
1: integration by any means necessary, that Chip Roy language, how does that read inside of the Latino community? I mean, uh, It's it's very it's very simple. You no, know, if you're the Republican Party, you're you're allegedly the party of laws and order and you're essentially telling local authorities to break the law. You no, know, so I think once again going into this image of, you know, who is the party of law and order and who is the party for democracy, I think that's where we all have to highlight the hypocrisy, regardless of the politics. They're essentially telling people to break the law. Yeah. A fantastic reporter, Paola Ramos. Please come back a lot. Thank you very much for being here.
0: No one is breaking the law when it comes to Texas. Governors supporting the law, supporting a border, supporting security, is what should be happening. The Supreme Court decision stated that the Biden administration could cut through razor wire set up by the state of Texas. It does not preclude Texas from setting up razor wire. These are two very different things. But within the context of this conversation that Joy Reid was having with Hillary Clinton's former deputy of all, oh, who gives a crap? You want to state that this is some kind of old school conversation? You think this is about keeping black kids out of a school? You're going to, You're going to compare illegal immigration to freed slaves who were Americans who were living their lives. And if you offer public education, it should be offered to all. This is an argument that you want to make and you think has rationality, it has none. But if your objective is not rationality, but rather your objective is to foment the hate, the division, and to continue the claim, as radical as it is, that this party, this group of people, they are the danger, they are the threat. Well, bravo, Joy Reid. It is to this that we are seeing a serious issue. This continued push that the election of Donald Trump is a threat to democracy and an end to democracy. This was Vice President Kamala Harris. November of,
1: of, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots, someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators, indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake and then yes of course there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy we can't Uh,
0: so to listen to a progressive talk about oh my gosh somebody else might weaponize the doj they can't do that only we can weaponize the doj Oh, and with a straight face. With a straight face, Kamala Harris does this. But more uh, to it, I mean, and the whole thing can make you sick to your stomach, is this whole thing about democracy. Democracy is at stake. Democracy is at issue. Democracy is on the line. Are we not going to talk about what absolutely violent conversation that is? to make a claim that there is a 50% of the country that doesn't believe in democracy? Never mind that we're a republic. They don't believe in democracy. They don't believe in keeping the country. No, they're the ones who absolutely want to keep the country. You're the ones who have open borders. But this talk... this. When when, when the right talks, it should always talk in terms of policy. The left should too, but the left always goes to this radicalness. And not only the radicalness of, if you elect these people, the whole country's going to end. They purposefully push and want the dehumanizing. This is James Carville. Producer uh, Jason, finger on the dump button, because I don't know. He's on MSNBC. Who knows what he might say? Uh, But just
1: just to, to make sure, listen right this is not a typical election and there's a massive effort to normalize this you see the New York Times column say well the Trump people have a case you see the head of JP Morgan Chase the largest bank in the United States saying well they they're right about some things you see reporters with uh, Jason Miller in the Port Des Moines hotel reminds me of a bunch of German reporters in some Munich the bar in 1935 said, Hey, Goring, he was an entertaining guy. I tell you what, he had some great stories. Nothing is normal about this at all. And you watched his speech last night? It was completely unhinged. And what I am obsessed with is stop treating him like he is a normal candidate, that this is some kind of Bob Doe, Mitt Romney. This is really mm. not, Ari.
0: You treated Bob Dole like crap, and you treated Mitt Romney like crap. You brought up binders full of women, his dogs on his car. You took the most decent guy you could ever possibly meet, and you purposely, willfully, wantonly destroyed him. And Harry Reid... The late Harry Reid, one of the most despicable characters in all of American politics, went to the Senate floor and said, Mitt Romney doesn't pay his taxes. And when he was asked about it, he said, well, don't ask me, ask Mitt Romney. And years later, he's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But uh, we won, didn't we? The scumbaggery has no end here. But we can't treat Donald Trump like a regular candidate? Because he's too much of a threat, right? Because democracy is on the line, right? Because we will cease to exist if he wins, right? How many more ways are we going to be told that MSNBC is absolutely, and so is CNN and I believe the New York Times and others as well, are pushing a doctrine that is attempting to find Somebody to engage in the unthinkable. I'm going to get yelled at for noticing what they're saying. I'm going to get emails. I am going to have uh, uh, my radio people saying, Tony. I'm noticing what they're saying. Where else does it go? What is the natural conclusion of the horror show that they're putting out there? And they get to do it with reckless abandon. They get sponsored for it. They get to engage this conversation that is in every way a conversation about violence. A conversation begging someone to do something unthinkable. Wasn't it? Wasn't it, um, Bongino? Wasn't it Dan who, um, who, who had brought this up a couple of months ago, which is funny because he's not the first person I'd ever heard bring this up. Uh, it was uh, my co-host from Eat, Drink, Smoke, Fingers Malloy, was the first person who I, I, I ever heard uh, bring this up. And so I have been, over the last couple of months, trying to find the places and the spots where this is obviously the conversation, but it's happening underneath. And just this, this 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 one two punch of, or actually one two three punch from Joy Reid from from Vice President Harrison from James Carville, is just is just a great primer to to what it is we're seeing. If you have a political enemy, they should be treated indeed as a political enemy. You should be engaged in a conversation about the data, a conversation about the policy. These should be the things. Putting out there a theory that, you know, if you elect this person, everything's going to be destroyed, wouldn't that be a shame? That is, that is a whole different thing. Now, on, on the political right, we, of course, have been dealing with the fact that the, the political left has been engaged in this kind of talk, not recently, but for the past 25 years. Uh, and you, you can go earlier than that, but let, let's just start with the election uh, of George W. Bush. The Supreme Court didn't go their way, and they lost their minds, and they've never recovered. The court didn't do what they wanted the court to do. And of course, the courts do what they, what, what the left says to do. This is how it was <laughs> been built and designed. And it didn't happen. They, they, they lost their you know what? They, they lost it. They, they completely fell down and fell apart. And they've never recovered. And the political right has watched as the venom has only grown. Paul Ryan is going to push grandma off a cliff. I mentioned uh, Mitt Romney. Sarah Palin, anyone? And then, of course, uh, the the coup de grace. Trump. And I'm not a Trump guy. I mean, if he's a nominee, I'm voting for him. (laughs) Right? I'm not crazed. It's just... Uh, Policy-wise, I like. Everything else, I I, I don't. Because I don't like the idea that only one person can do the thing. I think multiple people can do the things. you got to take the lessons and then apply them. What are the lessons? It's the idea of saying out loud, look at what they're doing. Don't let them do that. That's one of the lessons. Trump did that better than anybody. And people still can't figure out why he's so attractive to so many across the country. They, all the other things about Trump and, and, and madness and craziness and statements, that could be very true. But look what he did over here. Do you not want to recognize how valuable and important that was? This is what we're seeing from the political left. And I want to say very specifically from MSNBC, this is how I see it. And I don't think I'm alone in seeing that there is an aggressive call to somehow not treating Trump like any other candidate trying to scare people into if this happens we're all doomed and then giving it a little bit of a a wink right if i could wink i would i would wink i just i'm not I'm, i can't i can't wink i don't i don't know i wasn't born with that feature i was born with other features you're welcome ladies but i can't wink But every day it looks like they're winking. You guys know. You understand what we're saying. And nobody says this has to stop. Disagree on policy, don't like the guy. But this, this has to stop. So let me say, not that I'm the first, but at least put me in one of what should be many. What you're doing, MSNBC and CNN is really dangerous, and is absolutely something that America should be opposed to, stop doing this, because you know you're doing it, stop, I'm Tony Katz, this is Tony Katz Today. So, Nikki Haley loses a sugar daddy. Oh, that might be considered rude. Like, can I get a ruling. Can I got a ruling on that. Is that is that considered. Is that. Uh, uh, producer Jason's okay with it. We're good. Tony Katz. <laughs> Tony Katz today. Uh, uh, find everything at TonyKatz.com. Um, Reed Hoffman, big Democratic donor who was donating to Nikki Haley. Um, uh, the story is is uh, he's cut off the funding after what happened in New Hampshire. She lost by 11 points. She overperformed and she lost by 11 points. Um, the st- bigger story for Nikki Haley is she took money from a giant Democratic donor, the founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman. That was a mistake. That was a mistake, and that mistake is still haunting her. But I think nothing is more nutty than the governor of New Hampshire... Chris Sununu making this statement about South Carolina. Uh, Please don't be operating heavy machinery when you hear this. Uh, You've been warned. Does she have to win in South Carolina? I mean, I can't understand uh,
1: the motivation for a candidate who doesn't win the first three contests. Don't you think it's a do or die there? I don't, and I'll tell you why. New, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina are always the filtering states, if you think of it that way. right? We always want to narrow it down. Now,
0: she narrowed it down way faster than anyone thought. I do think when you get to Super Tuesday, you have to win. You've got to win some states in Super Tuesday. I don't think uh, South Carolina is a must-win, but I have no doubt she's going to do very, very well there. today. Oh. We're now to the place where winning doesn't matter all you have to do is show up and that's just fine I do this for a living, and you're a, a junkie as well. That might be, might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard politically ever. They're filtering states. What matters is Super Tuesday. Everything's a filtering state. Every win and every loss and every tie is a filtering. That It doesn't even mean anything. If, uh, if she comes in second three times by double digits, she's been filtered, right? Let's argue that she overperformed in New Hampshire. And she was only down by 11. She overperformed by seven points. She's down in South Carolina by 30 points. So even if she does even better she underperforms, uh, she overperforms by 10 full points, she still loses by 20. What the hell is Governor Sununu even thinking he's talking about? She has to win. That does not look likely at all. I mean, she might still go to Super Tuesday, but with whose money? I'm Tony Katz. So when I saw this this clip from Joe Rogan, I actually had to edit it up for for radio because um, you know, it's, it's Joe Rogan, and he doesn't have to worry about FCC things. Uh, I do, although I admit, I admit that uh, I still probably wouldn't. Every now and then I say something here where where producer Jason's like, oh, I don't know if Tony might be going over the line with with a with a, a word like that. Uh, uh, I, it's nothing compared to Joe, so I got to be okay. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at com. The phone number, 833-468-8669-833. Uh, got Tony. It's Joe Rogan was speaking to I think the comic is Bobby Lee. And it was a conversation about what has happened on the left. We if 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 you've studied any bit of of the last 30 years or or, or 40 years and some people would argue longer. What has happened is that uh, there, there, there was a right, and then there was a left, and then there was a center. Right, a left, and a center. And then what has happened is, like the, the, the frog in, in the water, and the water's get, heating up to a boil, but the frog doesn't know it. If you had dropped the frog in the hot water, it would have jumped out, but it doesn't notice that the water is, is, is boiling. Well, the left kept going to the left. Now it got noticed. The left kept going to the left. What didn't get noticed is that the center started shifting. The center didn't remain because the left went further to the left. And therefore, a new center had to be established. That center, de facto, would do the math would be to the left. And the center kept moving to the left. And every day and every week and every month and every year, the center kept moving. Until these people who claimed to be centrists were in no way centrists. They were radical leftists, except they weren't radical compared to the leftists that they now had. A great example. Obamacare was a radical proposition, a terrible idea, still is a total failure, and the people who bought into it and believed it were fools. The people who lied to us about it are criminal. That includes Barack Obama. If you like your doctor, you keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you keep your plan. That was, and we're talking about, let's, let's call it uh, 2010, 2010. I, I think I think that's right. So that was 14 years ago. That was as radically left as you can go. Today, Obamacare is considered centrist, and the left today wants universal health care where doctors are slaves. Everything is 100% paid for. As a matter of fact, if somebody should catch a cold, somebody else needs to be sued because they did it. Probably probably rich white men. I would assume those would be the first people in the lawsuit category. That's how far things have shifted in 14 years. By the way, it could be rich white women, but I assume since everything is done based on race and based on gender, that it would be the men first because, you know, patriarchy. That's an example of the shift. To that, Joe Rogan is having this conversation, which I did edit, but hey, finger on the dumb button there, producer Jason, why not? Listen, over time, This is what we're seeing. So over time, you and I, who used to be on the left, are now like, where's the left? Where are you guys? You guys are so far away. (laughs) I can't even see you. You're out of your mind. You're (laughs) giving little kids (laughs) hormone blockers. You have no idea what the long-term consequences are. You're ignoring the health risks. You won't even talk about the health risks. You, You use things like gender affirming care what are you saying yeah. what are you saying when you're talking about children yeah. why are you just accepting this Because it, it's, a, it's a noble thing to blurt out so everybody goes you're on the right team that's what it is it's not like oh my god what are we doing to kids it's not like oh my god what are we doing to San Francisco it's not like oh my god why are we letting these violent criminals out of jail it's like, yeah. oh my god why over time this is what we're seeing. So over time, you and I, who used to be on the left, are now like, where's the... I didn't mean for that to repeat. I apologize for that. So that's Rogan, and uh, the clip came from Chief Nerd on, on X. And he's talking about over time, he's talking about the spread and, 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 and the divide. What happened to you? I stayed right here. What happened to you? That question gets asked often, and now it gets asked in in, in a bunch of places. In Ohio, there was um, an override of the ridiculous veto that was put out by uh, the Ohio governor. Republican, Mike uh, DeWan. the governor vetoed a piece of legislation, Daily Caller, with uh, the the story, uh, Kate Anderson reporting, the governor vetoed a piece of legislation which would bar doctors from performing transgender surgeries or prescribing cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers to minors. He vetoed it and then signed a piece of legislation, an executive order, that would ban the surgeries but allow the cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers. He stated that he didn't disagree with his Republican colleagues, but other procedures should be left up to parents and medical professionals. The Senate, the, the House engaged the override. The Senate engaged the override. I'm thrilled by this. I'm overjoyed by this. Because as you you just heard Rogan talking about, who in the world is in favor of this butchering of children? And it is a flat-out butchering of children. Children need to be protected more often than not from themselves. And there is no doubt that there are children being abused in these cases. And they should be protected well this is in consultation with the doctor you're right a doctor never abused anybody said kermit gosling a doctor never abused anybody no that's never happened oh they're a doctor you can't question them the parents made this decision i believe parents get to make decisions for their children And I believe when parents are abusing children, we already have set in place idea that the state can step in. Now, sometimes it is scary and the state is in and of itself abusive in how they do these things. But what you try and do is, to the best of your ability, stop the abuse. If a father was punching their child in the face, if a mother was hitting their son in the face with a stick, you would call it abuse and you'd end it. Forcing hormones and puberty blockers, which are not reversible things, they alter the chemistry for forever. If you're supposed to go through puberty and you take something to prevent you from going through puberty, you're different. And anybody who says it's reversible is lying as a disgusting, despicable fraud. Why would anybody be okay with this? To Rogan's point, on the left, you don't know that this is messed up? You don't know that this is backwards? Why would you be okay with this? This is crazy town. Does Governor DeWine now sit in his office in Ohio? What's the capital of Ohio? It's not Columbus. My gosh, what's the capital of Ohio? How do I not know this? Totally left me. This must be what it's like to feel like Joe Biden all the time. What's the capital of Ohio, everybody? It's not Columbus. Is it Columbus? Maybe you should look that up, Producer Jason. Before, ah, I had it right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Doubt me. Does he sit there in Columbus... And put his feet up on the desk, Governor Mike DeWine. And does he say what Joe Rogan just said? Where'd the party go? What's happened to them? I thought we were the party of small government. What? Why? What, what's going on? Why are they going over there? It is not a position to which the political right has traveled far. A recognition that children are not adults and need to be protected. As a matter of fact, the entirety of Western civilization is predicated on this concept that we don't involve the women and the children, specifically the children, that we don't engage them in the battles, that we don't use them as human shields. That's what makes groups like Hamas, these despicable terrorists, even more despicable. We protect the children. It's our code. It's in our DNA. We don't strap the bombs to them and then put them on the bus. We don't do that. We, don't, we stand in front of the stroller and fight. We don't stand behind it and use the stroller with the baby in it to protect ourselves. This is the position of the right. It is the left that has traveled so far in a direction that is impossible to comprehend. And so the center now becomes, well, the surgeries are out. But if they want to give these medicines to their kid in conjunction with their doctor, who am I to get involved? You know, small government. I'm a small government guy. I'm an Article 1, Section 8 guy. You know what never dawned on me that a society or a block of society would state clearly and almost in song that abusing children is wicked awesome. You should purposefully confuse them. You should desire to confuse them. You should get them into taking medicines and surgeries to mutilate themselves as fast as possible. And then you should pass legislation that if parents don't do what the kid wants, we take the kid from them, which is, after all, the goal anyway. And you say to me, the goal? And I say to you, what else could Marxism possibly want except the removal of the parents and the control of the state for all things? If you take a look at how we view education, you send the Department of Justice after parents, think about how left they've moved. It's no longer that education is necessary to engage children to turn them into good adults and and proper citizens, and therefore they can get good jobs. It is that education is a place of total indoctrination to which the parents should have no say. We went from the PTA to the P please leave. The parents have no place here. The parents can't know the homework assignments. Zoom uh, 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 conferences during the days of COVID exposed that teachers were indoctrinating not teaching. How dare parents actually watch me teach? No, we can't be sending the textbook home. Oh my gosh, we won't tell you if your child wants to use a different name or a different pronoun. You don't deserve to know. The right wanted education that has value. And when they weren't seeing it from public education, they looked to private education, then they looked to parochial education, and then they looked to homeschooling, and then they looked to all sorts of things. And the political left said, how dare you? Only we can do this, after all, we're trained probably at harvard you know uh the home of anti-semitism that's that's rude to say columbia is trying to get that trademarked right now and they're the ones who continue to move in a place where you shouldn't have a say who left whom and now you want to argue that somehow the political right is involved in a conversation by which they want more government to be able to to what to, to want people to be able to decide where they send their kids to school, to want to hold, kids, uh, to hold schools accountable because we're putting our tax dollars there, is smart. It's not a question of somehow being government expansive. It isn't in the case of protecting children saying we want more government. It's about saying that we utilize this government for a specific purpose, and one of those purposes of the rule of law should be the recognition that Western culture and American culture demands that we recognize that children are children and not adults, and that children should be protected, that that is the hallmark of a society of value. Mike DeWine didn't know that? Damn straight you override him damn straight and remember i see that as a as an example of a recentering of where the center is which is so far to the left that anybody who calls who who calls themselves a centrist i look at and say oh gosh are you pretty are you pretty they'll always say to you well you see i'm I'm a a centrist I, i like to see both sides of an issue so do i but don't you ever notice that one side is right, and one side is wrong? You never noticed that if you look at both sides of an issue, you see when it comes to children uh and 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 claiming that they can choose their gender one side believes that you should love children enough to help them through this moment in their lives and work with them without mutilating them and the other side says you should immediately give them surgery and, and hormone blockers or, or puberty blockers you should mutilate their bodies and their parents should have no say one side is right and one side is wrong the end this is, this is not a debate if you're a centrist on this subject that's just garbage Mike DeWine's position is garbage. And it happened because the left has moved so far to the left, they've tried to reset the center, which provides none of us value. You got to know who you are. And you got to know why you believe it. And there's a reason I'm a conservative. And that reason gets, uh, gets made more and more concrete at every second. I'm Tony Katz. Well, I'll tell you what, Kitten. It is still total radio silence from Governor Eric Holcomb of Indiana talking about Texas. Nothing. No comments. Do you support Texas and believe in their right to to protect and defend the state of Texas? Yes or no? We're waiting to hear it. I'm Tony Katz.